How on earth are you supposed to get anything done when life is complete chaos? That's what we're talking about today. You're listening to Copy Chatter, the podcast where we talk about all things writing business. We're having a conversation here about freelance writing and freelance writers, and you are invited. Let's chat about business, marketing, dealing with clients, mindset issues, copy tips, and rolling with the changes. We'll also delve into what's going on with this particular writer as I grow and build my own business. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. As the mother of four children, as someone who has had to handle both cross country and in town and one in actually two in neighborhood moves, um, navigating divorce, marriage, all kinds of family issues um, and drama, drama, drama (laughs) that life likes to throw at us. Um, And having done all of it with my freelance business happening in the background or in the foreground, as it were, um, I have a lot of thoughts on how to get anything done when everything around you has come unglued, (laughs) when everything is unstable, when it's chaos, when there is no more certainty in your life, or even, you know, maybe that's even the dramatic end of things. How do you get anything done just when, when, when it's tough, when there's a lot of pressure from outside circumstances, or um, even if it's just, you know, how do you, how do you get work done when you used to work during nap time and the preschooler has now dropped their nap? You know, that's chaos. That's change. That's instability. At the point of this recording, I am, uh, we are sort of coming out of hiding. (laughs) Um, The pandemic is of early 2020. The COVID-19 pandemic is still going on, but apparently the United States of America has decided that it is bored of being in a pandemic. So we are Um, getting back out there, I guess. Um, So a lot of the chaos and fear and anxiety and instability has um, reduced for a lot of us. Um, But for some of us, uh, it's still a very real thing. (laughs) Uh, I am among the latter. But um, anyway, um, yeah, we're going to talk about how to get stuff done when it's really hard to get stuff done. And I'm not just talking about energy and motivation. I'm talking about situational difficulties that make it hard um, for whatever reason, really. So I have five things I want to share with you. I kind of sat and thought about this. Actually, we talked about it at the um, the virtual in-person mastermind for the Digital Insiders, which is the Julie Stoyan's mastermind, which I am so happy to be a part of. We usually get together in April, but we were not able to get together this April. So we, we did it all on Zoom and it was amazing. Um, But one of the sessions was, how do you get any, you know, it was something like productivity in the midst of chaos or something like that. So this is April. We are sort of humming along in the middle of quarantine or isolation or whatever you want to call it. All the terminology is different. Um, Businesses, online businesses had been thrown into chaos, but we were, um, you know, sort of muddling through. We were maybe, maybe like five, four or five weeks into the big shutdown. Um, So people were starting to kind of get their bearings, but it was still um, feeling very uncertain, very unstable. And so if you were trying to start or grow your writing business um, during quarter one and quarter two of this year, 2020, then you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, the, The neighbor's air compressor is running. 
um, at least I'll have a clean yard. Anyway, lots of background noise <laughs> in these episodes. And we, we will get to why that is in, uh, in a moment as we go through down my list. Okay, so enough rambling. Let's talk about five things that have really helped me, um, even when I am facing what feels like insurmountable um, chaos, just all-encompassing, out-of-control instability that um, is just, you know, too much. Five things you can do when it's just too much. Number one, and this may seem obvious, but a lot of people I have found are resistant to this, um, and that is to minimize your obligations. Cut as much as you can. Take as much off your plate as you can. If you will notice, um, my social media feeds um, at this point in time have fallen completely silent. <laughs> I took social media off my plate. If you have um, been a part of my audience for a while, you have probably heard me say on a few occasions that I really don't like social, you know, I don't like being present on social media. It is not easy for me. It is not intuitive for me. It is occasionally fun for me, but mostly it feels like pressure and, and I don't like it. So when, um, when I need to cut something, social media is the first thing I cut. <laughs> and maybe that's not um, the most business effective thing to do, but it's, it's what I do. It's, um, it takes up a lot of headspace for me. And um, I, it's, it's better if I have limited energy, it's better for me to funnel that energy into other things that are going to move the needle faster and not make me miserable. <laughs> So minimize your obligations. This might mean getting off a committee. This might mean um, letting your 10-year-old make dinner some nights. This might mean um, uh, letting, uh, you know, calling on someone else to do a carpool or something like that. Anything that you can cut, um, cut it. Anything that is not essential for the continuation of life, you know, or not essential for the continuation of business, cut it. You're not going to cut checking your email, right? But maybe you can cut Twitter. <laughs> maybe you can cut um, adding new writing samples. Maybe you plan to do like a new sample a week. Um, you can take that off your plate if you already have enough samples. Um, you know, so there are things you can cut. And another um, facet of this idea is to reduce your expenses. If there are subscriptions you can cancel, go ahead and cancel them. If there are contracts you can avoid renewing, go ahead and renew them. If there are contracts you can negotiate down, think about negotiating down. You can you can Google for scripts to do that. You can do everything from like cable and insurance to if you are working with other service providers or other agencies, you can um, revisit your packages maybe. It's it's always worth a try, I think. So my, my reasoning for that is that if you can um, reduce your overhead, then, then you don't have to make as much money. So some of the pressure comes off. And yeah, maybe you go without some things you really, you know, are really nice to have. Um, but you don't live with the pressure of having to bring in that extra X number of dollars a month. And that um, can really help, especially if you keep in mind that this is just temporary. It's not like you have to, um, you know, for example, cut cable for the rest of your life. Maybe you cut cable um, for the rest of the summer. <laughs> things like that. So think about things that you can minimize or reduce any kind of obligations. The next thing that I would suggest you do is you get really ferocious about protecting any of your uninterrupted time that you have. So if you are, you know, if you're working full time as a freelancer and you don't have kids running around um, or um, 
other things demanding your time, this might be less pressing. But if you have other obligations, you know, if you have a family or if you suddenly are homeschooling your children um, or you like me, you have a baby. Um, suddenly there are lots and lots of new demands on your time. And so your available time is drastically reduced. So when you do get uninterrupted time where you can focus and you can either whatever, however you use that time for strategy, for brainstorming, for writing, for researching, for whatever, make sure that you carve that time out and that you protect it fiercely. Um, it can be really hard to do that sometimes, especially if you don't have full buy-in from your family. But anything that you can do to protect your uninterrupted time, do it. If you normally work, this is the example I always give because it was my life. It was a lesson I had to learn. If if you are only working during nap time or during, you know, whatever nap time in the evenings when the kids are sleeping or you get up early in the morning or whatever, you have those hours to yourself that are quiet. Do not spend them folding laundry. Spend them working on your business. Um, so again, protect your uninterrupted time. That's number two. Number three is, um, this comes from a line that Julie said. It comes from something that Julie said during the mastermind when we, when we had that session on, um, productivity, uh, when, when everything is chaos. And she said, create your own certainty. And I heard that and it was, it was, um, really, I think it was what I needed to hear because, um, at that point in my life and even still today, <laughs> there was very little that was certain. Our nanny had to, um, stop working for us because of the pandemic and, um, you know, the health scares, I was like minutes away from giving birth. Um, during that particular week, things were just, um, the kids were home. It was it, just, everything was un up, uh, upended. There was so much uncertainty. There's some stuff going on in the background here in my personal life. And it was really hard. And so, and when Julie said, create your own certainty, I thought, okay, you know, what, what can, what certainty can I create? My two-year-old does not sleep through the night. Um, that has made getting up in the morning really difficult. Um, you know, I used to get up at 4am and then he'd started getting up with me and that was, uh, counterproductive. Um, and, and so in, now I have the baby. So I have the toddler who, um, doesn't sleep through the night and I have the baby who doesn't nap during the day. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, how can I find certainty? How can I, um, find unprotected, uninterrupted time that's quiet in the background, um, that, that I can rely on. And it's difficult. Four kids in the house. Um, it's not a big house. Um, it, anyway, what can I do to create certainty? So for us, that looked like um, things like, well, really, <laughs> um, it was really difficult uh, for a while. Now, now our nanny can come back. Now we um, can hang out with grandparents and cousins and stuff. So, so there, there are things that, um, can get the kids out of the house so that we have, or so that I have some quiet. Um, but really it came down to, um, I put the kids to bed. Hopefully they're all asleep by nine. Um, Elliot usually is not going to wake up until 11. So I have nine to 11 and that is when I going to, that's when I'm going to cram as much work in as I possibly can. That was the only certainty I could create for myself. If he stayed down until midnight, um, then I could go until midnight. If he got up earlier than 10, oh my goodness, you know, or earlier than 11, take a deep breath, <laughs> put him back to bed, try not to panic, and um, 
uh, and then, you know, try to get right back into it. So that was, that was one way that I created certainty for myself. Um, but it can be tricky. It can be, it can be really tricky. Um, things are easing up now. Now, you know, we have more social resources available and that kind of thing. Um, so, uh, another way that you can create certainty for yourself is to, is to set up schedules. Um, breakfast is always, you know, we always have breakfast by 9am. I always serve lunch at noon. Um, bedtime, the kids are, you know, we aim to have the kids in bed in their rooms, getting ready to go to sleep by 715 so that ideally, they're all asleep by eight o'clock. Now with the baby, throwing things off, all of that has to be rejiggered. But um, having those milestones as we move through the day helped, helped us avoid those days where it was two o'clock, you know, in the afternoon, and nobody had eaten a real meal, and nobody had brushed their hair yet. <laughs> um, which it can easily happen sometimes. Um, so create your own certainty. And it does, I'm not saying you have to have like rigid schedules and all of that. But anything that you can do to give yourself anchors to hang on to as you move through the day, go ahead and do them. And you might only have a couple of things. For me, like that was it. It was mealtimes, um, aspirational bedtime, and hopefully I have nine to nine to 11 to work. And then otherwise, if the kids were all, um, this is before I had Colin, if the kids were all kind of absorbed in something, I would sneak away and, and try to get a little bit more work done until I got interrupted. And sometimes it was five minutes. And sometimes I could get a solid half hour um, or even longer sometimes. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, so I think that's all I want to say about that. Um, creating your own certainty. The fourth thing I wanted to share with you, and this is really hard for me, and I think it's really hard for a lot of us, especially those of us who are moms, because we have this um, kind of idealized uh, picture in our heads of what a, a quote unquote good mom looks like or what a quote unquote good mom does or how much time a quote unquote good mom spends with her kids or spends cleaning or you know, there's, there's a limited number of dishes that you're allowed to have in the sink before you're not a good mom anymore. Things like that. We, we tend to be pretty susceptible to these perceptions. Um, so, and that can carry over into our work. Um, also, as writers, we have that working against us. <laughs> because I think, I think some of the most impostery feeling, you know, imposter syndrome feeling people that I've ever met have been writers. We, we are a special breed. Um, and so anything that can offer even the slightest indication that maybe we are imperfect in any way can feel just devastating. <laughs> Raise your hand if you can relate. Um, so this is especially challenging, but, but my challenge in tip number four is to be okay with less than a hundred percent. So there's um, your regular capacity, and then there is the capacity that you have when when there is something in chaos, and the, that capacity is not going to be as much. So you're not going to be able to write as much. You know, maybe you are used to being able to write pretty easily for maybe three hours a day, um, but when 
there's all this, you know, when there's like ongoing trauma or when there's when there's just too much noise in the background or anything like that, your normal three hours of writing capacity may be reduced. It may be cut in half. It may be reduced to like one hour or I can only, you know, I can do maybe a couple hours every other day. Um, and the thing is, we feel like this makes us a failure, but it doesn't. It's just a reflection of what's going on. So there is only a limited amount of stuff you can carry, right? Think about piling um, water bottles into your arms. There's only, there's a set number of water bottles that you can sort of carry in your arms until they all start to slip out and they're all falling out. And then all of a sudden, um, all of them have fallen to the ground, <laughs> right? I'm thinking, I, I say water bottles because those are kind of awkward to carry a bunch of. Um, and so when there's chaos in your life, that's going to add a few more water bottles to the pile. And so some things have to get dropped. And so that's why in, in the first tip, I said, minimize your obligations. Um, be okay with less than 100% of what you're used to, because what you're used to is what happens under normal situation, you know, under normal circumstances. And if you're not in normal circumstances, then the expectation that you perform as though things are normal, when things are very much not normal, those expectations are unrealistic. And you need to um, kind of have an expectational, that's not a word, but you need to reset your expectation. You need to adjust your expectations because, um, when there's, when, when it's just too much, there's too much going on. You, you simply will not be able to perform at that same high level. And so you need to think about what it's okay. What's okay to let go of what's okay to slip. Um, we slipped on food. <laughs> Normally all of our food is made from scratch. Um, but we've been eating a lot of convenience food over the past few months. Um, and, um, I just have to be okay with that. Because that is, you know, it's less than 100%. They're still eating. They're still getting fruits and vegetables and all that stuff. But um, some things are coming out of boxes that didn't used to come out of boxes. <laughs> and that has to be okay. And, and we'll get back on track as soon as, um, you know, as soon as we have the capacity for that. But at the moment, we don't have the capacity for that. We have a newborn. So um, it, it is what it is. Um, and finding a way to be okay with it and not hang your head in shame for being a normal human with normal human capacity is really important. Really, really important, especially if you want to have any kind of staying power as a freelancer, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, if you don't think of yourself as an entrepreneur. And the final thing I wanted to share with you is um, to ask for help. Don't disappear. Talk to people about what's going on. Keep showing up. You know, you don't have to, you don't even have to, sh if you're normally like the happy one in the room, it's okay to show up even if you don't feel like smiling that day. Don't isolate. And I say that to you as um, a chief, you know, a queen isolator. I'm very good at isolating. Things, things start going a little bit haywire. And the first thing I do is clam up, you know, pull up the sidewalks. Nobody's home. I'm just going to go silent. And then all of a sudden it's been two weeks and I haven't talked to anybody. Don't do that. <laughs> it is so much easier to carry whatever burden you're carrying when you share it with somebody. I'm going to say that again. It is easier to carry whatever burden you're carrying when you share it with somebody. So it could be as simple as, you know, if you're in my Facebook group, you go to the Facebook group and you um, just say, hey guys, I'm really feeling down. Um, I know that I know that tomorrow is another day. 
um, you know, but maybe you get a rejection letter. So you might say tomorrow's another day and and I've got five more pitches out there, but I got rejected today and it really stings and I just wanted to tell somebody. If you can do that, number one, you have taken some of the, it, you know, it's like a pressure cooker. You've let some of the pressure off. You got it out of your head. Some of the steam, you know, you let some steam off. And then you get to be surrounded by a chorus of encouraging voices who believe in you and are sending you virtual high fives. And it just makes it so much easier. It makes it so much so much better. Um, it's easier to keep going and to keep moving. And, and you'll hear a lot of, oh, yeah, that happened to me too. Or, you know, I hate it when that happens. You don't feel so alone. You don't feel so stupid, right? <laughs> Nobody likes to feel stupid. Um, and when you when you sit all by yourself in the corner feeling stupid, um, then it's just going to get worse. Whereas if you come out and you're like, hey, guys, I feel really stupid. Um, you know, someone sent me this nasty email in response to my pitch and I'm a big fat loser and I need a cookie, <laughs> you know, <laughs> people will be like, here's a cookie, here's a hug, you know, that they stink and don't listen to them and they're factually incorrect and all of that. So don't isolate. And with that, my family is home and we're going to wrap up this episode. Talk to y'all soon. A funny thing happened the other day. I realized that many of my podcast listeners don't know about Clips Camp. So now I'm going to tell you about it. Clips Camp is a three-week course for new and advanced new <laughs> freelance writers who want to get started with high-paid client work. If you are on Upwork and miserable, if you're on Fiverr and miserable, or if you haven't even done anything to get started and you don't know what the first step is, Clips Camp is for you. I'm teaching you how to put together a solid portfolio of writing samples that position you as the kind of awesome writer that awesome clients want to hire. So if you want in on that or you just want more information, go to clipscamp.com and I will see you on the inside.